Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Yep, yep, yep. There it is. There it is. Another goddamn welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode of My Mama Told Me the podcast where we dive deep deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories and we finally work to prove the theories that you the listeners have at home come on i'm excited i'm excited to hear from you i'm sick of fucking hearing my own thoughts they're miserable they're sad sad thoughts oh i fall apart every day thinking about all the things that are happening in my world i got in uh in a bit of hot water this week because i I tweeted something silly about Will Smith, and apparently people were not not pleased with my take on on his struggle with throwing up after sex. They didn't they didn't like what what I said about him. And and a lot of people are calling me a snitch and telling me that I should die a fiery death because I made fun of that billionaire. But, you know, it, it'll go away. Right. Right. Folks at home, it it'll this'll simmer down and I'll I'll be able to just talk my shit again. Probably not. I think I'm I'm moving past the point where I get to just shoot blindly at celebrities because for some reason people are treating the things that I say like news. When in fact I'm a goddamn idiot and none of this should be treated as news because I I just wanted an excuse to say pussy poisoning. And isn't that a fun a fun little phrase, pussy poisoning. If we could find a way to squeeze that into our day more often, I think the world would be a better place. That's my personal take. But who am I? I'm your host. That's who I am. I'm your host, Langston Kerman, and I'm excited 
Because as as we do with all mini episodes, we dig into the vaults, the emails that I get sent from you, the listeners. And this one's a fun one. This one actually comes all the way to us from Rwanda. That's right. Rwanda. Never been. Heard your hotels are lovely. Uh, I didn't have to do that joke. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just, that's a piece of shit move. And I apologize already because that. That was unnecessary. There's no reason to have brought up Hotel Rwanda just because it's the only reference I have for a country that I'm not aware of. But my listener today, a person named Billy, sent me a lovely email and sent me a conspiracy theory that I'm really excited to unpack with y'all. Billy said, hi, Langston, a classic Rwandan greeting. He said, hi, Langston. I hope you are well. Thanks for your fun entertaining, and despite what some have said, well-researched podcast. Well, Billy, I'm the main one saying it's not well-researched, so I agree to disagree, but but let's move on. You said, Billy said, so my mama told me if I don't fully drink a glass of milk to the last drop, the cow that produced the milk dies. For quick context, cows, where I am from in Rwanda, hold significant sociocultural meanings and play a large role in people's livelihoods. The prospect of killing a cow by not finishing its milk has always been an effective guilt-tripping method, especially when the mechanics of the cow's death have never been explained to me. Does the cow die out of chagrin, thinking that its milk was not tasty enough for me? Another relevant piece of information, my family and I are not vegetarian. No hesitation about eating cow meat. Vegetarianism isn't even a culturally upheld practice in Rwanda. So why would I be chastised for not fully drinking my milk? If anything, I think we should all consider not finishing our milk. It's probably the most ethical way of killing cows. And I would like some recognition from animal rights activists. I hope to hear what you think about this conspiracy regards Billy. Well, Billy, poof, I I've never heard this before in my life. Let's start there. This is this is brand new to me, buddy. Uh, I don't I don't know many cows. I don't I don't hold them in, in very high regard. I, I, I respect cows. I, listen, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of cows. I'm a fan of their work. If I meet a cow, it's a goddamn good day. But I, I don't personally interact with them very often. So this isn't. This isn't something that my parents would have ever said over over a a dinner of of milk. I we we also don't drink milk anymore in this I don't know a lot of people who just drink a glass of milk. But again, cultural differences and I'm excited to unpack this as it turns out because I did a fair amount of research on this subject. As it turns out while what your mother was saying seems to have a sort of superstitious ring to it, there does seem to also be a logic to your mother's suggestion. Holy shit, let's dig further. Presumably, the milk that we drink is connected to supply and demand, right? The more we drink, the more milk needs to be produced, which means that we need to make more cows to produce it. Supply and demand. We get these cows pregnant and steal away their babies, as is tradition, so that they can then produce the milk that we drink. And if we were to collectively stop drinking the milk, making less demand, there would also be, in theory, less need for the cows. And domesticated cows, as we know them, do not actually exist in the wild, right? There, there are forms of cows that actually do exist that are like wild forest cows, I guess, but but 
domesticated cows, they can't they can't really live out there. So there's a fair amount of evidence that if our demand were to shrink, if we were to stop drinking the milk, enough farmers would either slaughter their cattle because they're useless and they would be uh, consuming so much of their crops and, and shit that they need. Or at the very least, they would stop producing more cows. So basically, the farmers are saying, if you don't finish all of your milk, Billy, they're going to shoot their cows in the fucking face, right? They're going to murder the cows. (laughs) If you don't drink that, if you don't drink every drop of your goddamn 2% milk, I don't know. Do y'all have 2%? Is that a a very American concept to like... uh, to have different, like, I guess, forms of the thing. I can't believe that's true. I imagine that that happens all over the world, but maybe it is. Maybe it's it's mostly Americans who are like, I want the fat, but only a certain amount of the fat or the lactose, but only a certain amount of the lactose. I digress. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I also looked up what happens to a cow when you stop milking it. And apparently, 
In worst case scenarios, Billy, and this is going to fuck you up a little bit, a cow can die from being unmilked. That's right. They, they basically can get sick and specifically they can get ma uh, mastitis, which is basically like the clogging of the teat. And it's super painful for the cows and, and they can get sick infections from from that sickness. And ultimately, if left untreated, they can die. So, yes, you not drinking all of that milk, not not allowing that cow to uh, fully uh, eject all the that. That white goodness from its from its dirty, dirty tits. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I would make this sexual. I, I, I listen, folks. I don't fuck cows. I want to be honest about that. Just I want to just just come out and and be clear. I can't afford for any more chaos across my my Instagram and or Twitter feed. Uh, Langston Carmen doesn't fuck cows, but but uh, I don't know how to refer to cow titties without making it at least. Uh, moderately sexual, and that's my hangup. But again, I'm not hard. I'm not horny for the cows. I'm just uh, having the conversation. Do you know what I mean? The point is that in most cases, the cows do not die from the the unmilking of their teats. Their delicious teats. <laughs> More likely, the reactions of of being unmilked are are discomfort, bruising sickness and again mastitis. Now on a personal note, my wife is currently breastfeeding our daughter and I've seen firsthand just how much discomfort comes when when like overnight she's not able to empty her boobs. You know what I mean? And as much as I'd like to be hel be helpful and suck on them big old things, human titty milk just isn't for me. I've tried it. I don't care for it. I like sucking on almond titties. You know what I mean? Give me a good almond titty. I'll motorboat this shit out of a thick ass almond. That's that's more my speed. The point is this theory, as you sort of mentioned in, in your uh, email to me, also seems to have a, a very clear, eh, I want to say crossover with the way that we in America sort of speak about not finishing our food, which is very interesting. The long and short of it being that that we in America, now maybe you've heard this before, we say that if you don't finish everything that's on your plate, there are starving children in Africa and Asia who would be happy to eat what's left on our plates. Now, having grown up, and experience food in other countries. And I haven't been to Rwanda, but I've been I've traveled to quite a few places. And I can say with absolute certainty that you kids in Rwanda and you kids in other parts of the world, I, I know with absolute certainty none of those kids are sitting back and wishing they could eat our half finished hot dogs and drink the leftovers of our high fructose corn syrup milkshakes like it's not. They they eat so much better across the world. People's food is is it's purer. It, it tastes better. It it is healthier for you. Now there is obviously uh, an intentional mistreatment and sort of like starvation of particularly the the southern hemisphere of of our world of the globe. That said, the global south, as it were. That said, the food they have fucking delicious. The food we have, fucking poison. So that whole concept of like, oh, if you don't eat your food, you're you're being mean to the starving babies of, of Africa is not only ignorant and short-sighted, but it also just, it can't be true. They don't want the bullshit that we put in our mouths. Now, 
I will say that it does where the crossover really seems to live is that it's sort of like you mentioned is sort of a a strategy of creating shame for young children being wasteful, right? Americans look down, unfortunately, on people of other countries. And apparently, Rwandans, your one-for-one with the way we treat people of other countries is cows. The The principles are the same. The logic, oof, it's it's far more... Uh, Far more sad on our end that that the best we can do is to treat people like you treat animals. But that's neither here nor there. Now, obviously, all of this might lead you to suggest that it is better for us to be drinking cow's milk and finishing every drop. However, there are also there is quite a bit of of evidence that shows that it is way worse for our environment to be raising cattle and drinking alternative milks would be more ideal. Don't drink titty milk, though. Again, tasted it. It's fine. It ain't the best. It Again, the almond. That, you gotta suck some almond titties. I would also point out that according to the National Digestive Diseases Information Clearinghouse, what the fuck is that place? But apparently, according to those folks, the NDDIC... <laughs> They calculate that some 30 million to 50 million Americans are lactose intolerant, including up to 75 percent of African-Americans and American Indians are 90 percent of. Oh, so 75 percent for for African-Americans and Native Americans and 90 percent for Asian-Americans. They're the most intolerant and, and black people. And Native Americans aren't far behind. Moreover, cow burps, apparently, and farts are responsible for up to 14% of the world's carbon emissions. So long story short, don't worry, Billy, about finishing your milk. I, I have to imagine you're deep in your 30s. So don't, you can, you can stand up for yourself at this point and say, no, I'm not going to finish my goddamn milk. And more more importantly, we have bigger problems at hand, largely the fact that we're overproducing these domestic animals who are going to die if we don't keep consuming them while they slowly bring it into our lives on this planet. It's a it's a sick, fucked up circle, Billy. And uh, I don't know what to do about it. And I probably should stop eating and drinking anything related to cows, but goddamn it, string cheese good and uh your boy loves five guys. So so we're all we're all struggling to do the work, but we try our best every day, Billy. And I appreciate you listening all the way from Rwanda. Rwanda? Wawanda? I don't know what Wawanda is. I'll learn to pronounce your country's name someday and I hope to be there someday and meet you, Billy, and and we'll share a glass of milk. You and I will we'll have a tall glass of milk and we won't finish it. And then we'll go out in the field and watch a cow die from disappointment that we hated his. his? We hated it. If it's his milk. Oh, boy. Uh, Billy, we've been drinking something we didn't know. But if we, we <laughs> we'll watch her die from from us taking a tall, half finished glass of her milk and being like, this tastes like shit, Bessie. Go ahead. Keel over and die. Anyway, if you if you want to send me conspiracy theories from from places around the world that I've never been to, like Billy, you can send them to mymamapod at gmail.com. That's right. I the the lines are open, folks. The hotline, the the red phone is ringing off the hook. Who we got? No one? 
Well, that's because you ain't called yet. So so send your your emails or your messages and your drops and your theories to mymamapod at gmail.com. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman and, and like and subscribe and do all the things that you're supposed to do. Leave comments for the podcast. And finally, if you are in Los Angeles on December 15th, you should come to the Hotel Cafe where I will be uh, hosting Langston Kerman and Freaks. It's the monthly show that I run. It's going to be a great time. I'd love to see you all there. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. Bye, bitch. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.